morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! This is Corolla Digital. A master carpenter who's here to help you out. If you can't fix it, then let A show you how. Yeah, get it on. Got to get on the church. Get on. Yeah, get it on. on. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, this is Ace on the House. Yep. That's Stromer That's over right. there doing it again. This is going to be our last show for a period of time. That's right. I'm not sure what that period of time is. Yeah, I am cutting back on some of the shows I'm doing. Car cast, Ace on the House, yeah. Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. I'm trying to free my schedule up. Yeah, you mean to have some me time. Yeah, some Stromer time. Yeah, that's right. Oh, me time. Yeah. Yeah. I, if people want to know, well, I have a lot of projects going on, Yeah, traveling on the weekends, and I'm just trying to thin the herd a little bit sure. because I'm spread way too thin. Yeah. So um, I would look at this as the end of a season of a TV show you may enjoy. Right. And uh, we'll take a sabbatical and um, may probably be back at some point right. with some um, the, the show you know and love. Right. Hopefully by then I'll have some content. Yeah. <laughs> You'll finish your bathroom. <laughs> I don't know about that. Did you smash, the way it's going. Did you smash your finger? Sma- uh, I was drilling a, a screw, three-inch screw, and then came off the tip, and then it went into the screw. Head. I got to tell you. I've... And- I've Reacquainted myself with Band-Aids. In this day and age of uh, screws, screw tips, magnetic cartridges, one, two, three, and everything else, I still find myself with the four-in-one screwdriver end stuffed into the drill. Right. On uh, with the uh, with the the number one tip with the number two screw and it's yes. shaking around yes, it and I'm holding my uh, open hand trying to guide right. it and it's yeah. slipping off. I'm yeah. like, and, and, and then I go down and I look and I find uh, a cartridge, but I can't find the tips, or I find the tips, but I can't find the cartridge. Yeah, I was at my goddamn house yesterday, uh, actually about three days ago, yeah. and I was like. I'm, I had to fix a doorknob, and I was like, I just need a screwdriver. 
I yeah. just need a screwdriver. Yeah, yeah. And I and I put pulling drawers open. I found my drawers with the star drive tips yeah. and the square drive tips yeah. and all the cartridges and everything. And then I found uh, a, a screw gun, but it didn't have. I don't like using a screw gun for like a doorknob and trying. Yeah, search all, but I couldn't find a screwdriver. No. I have no, that's 10, how it is. screwdrivers. And then I, and it's the same for me where you you know you look for the tape measure and you can't find it so you go buy one and then right. you find 20. Right. You know that's yes. how this stuff is. Screwdrivers. If they would just unify tips for driving things, it would be so much easier. Do we need a number w- No. Do we need a 1 and a 3? No. Can we just everything just be a number 2 or a star drive? I think yeah. that's the best I mean, thing. It's just everything will just be a star drive. That's it. Same that, size. It'll never happen. It'll never happen, no. but we got one, two, and three in the screw tips. Yeah. Then we got the star drives in different sizes. Yeah. And then we got the square drives in different sizes. That's right. Let's just do one. Let's just do one. Yeah. I, I Maybe by the time, if we come back on this show, we'll will have it, realized maybe that, that could utopian be your, dream. You could spend your time getting that going. Did you... You're driving a three-inch what screw? Uh, it, just a uh, regular construction screw because I frame this stuff up just screwing it off because I want to reuse the lumber. I'm only using it for bracing while I replace uh-huh. these four-by-four four posts, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to nail because then I couldn't disassemble it easy, right? Right. So that's why. So I just drilled everything in with three-inch screws. Pre-drilled it, and then I only fucked up on a couple where I either bent the screw or stripped the head or fucked my hand up. You Drilled a pilot hole? Pilot hole, yeah. At an mm-hmm. angle. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's tough to kind of toast. Exactly. Exactly. That way. Sometimes you can hit it straight yeah. for three turns and then tilt it down yeah. and continue the journey at but an angle. But there's nothing more. The, the sound of failure is the <laughs> when you strip it. Right. It's the sound oh. of failure. Oh. Yeah. The, there's no worse um, labeled product ever than the easy out. That's correct. Once you strip that yeah. screw, and they're like, oh, you just drill a pilot hole in the head of the screw and the shank of the screw, yeah, and then no. you put this die, this tap into it, and yeah. it just easily no. never works. No, it it's called an easy out. That's right. It's got I, the word easy. I, I usually just cut those with a sawzall and get, get, be done with it. Yes. Yeah. All right. We have uh, yeah. Gary's running a couple minutes late. Yeah. How's your bathroom doing? You know, it's so I I couldn't proceed until I got all this preliminary framing done because mm-hmm. it's all contingent on having a, a fine foundation, which I didn't. And I, mm. I I send Gary pictures. I don't know if you have them in in there or not. Okay, we'll, we'll get them when yeah, Gary shows yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. All right, so we're looking at a nice modern kitchen island. Yeah. All right, so this is from Steve in Raleigh, North Carolina. He says, "Hi, guy. Hi, guy." Hi. I appreciate the advice on whether or not to remove the existing two by sixes from my front deck a couple weeks ago. Since you were not in agreement, I followed the advice of the man with the higher net worth. That's right. And That's treated the existing wood and with sealant and ran the one by four teak deck system on top. I also finished the bar I called in about previously. The two part epoxy has given it a great finish, and Stromer's heckling about my laundry being out of place inspired me to move the washer and dryer to the utility room. He was talking about a bar where he wanted to pour the two part and maybe entomb right. some nudie playing cards from the exactly. 50s or yeah. some uh, doubloons or cougarons. Or, you know, yeah. I, I don't know how he ended up finishing that's, that's it. That's right. Yes. He says, my latest project is a 48-inch teak slat wall to separate my living room from my kitchen, but keep an open feel. 
I plan to build the wall on the ground, but struggling to figure out how to attach the bottom plate to the ceramic tile floor and how best to keep the slats looking straight since they are not all true. Would love your sage building advice and Stromer's advice on how to best attract the ladies to this space once it's well, done. That's going to be no problem. Go Get ahead. Get it on, Steve Rawlings. Yeah. Hi, guy. Hello. Hi, guy. Hey, Stromer. Steve in Raleigh, North Carolina, oh, yeah. working on an uh, interior project for the mid-century water that I've been remodeling. Looks um, good. Yeah, I'm working to do a slat wall here to connect, uh, the, to fill in the space between this column and this wall keeping it still kind of an open feel, but dividing off the living area from this kind of kitchen area. Mm -hmm. um, I have taken these one by four by eight pieces of teak, and uh, the longest run I could get of those was eight feet, so I glued them together and staggered them and kind of cut 45s on there. Um, I was planning to put a top plate and a bottom plate, uh, but the issue that I'm having is these pieces aren't exactly all true. There's a little bit of waviness to them. So I have these one by uh, one and a half inch blocks that I was going to put in between. I can't find a carriage bolt or any kind of bolt that will go the four forty-eight inches that I need mm. um, to cover the sp the space. And then if I do want to screw them individually in, I kind of it's very uh, mm -hmm. brittle wood, mm -hmm. so I have to pre-drill everything. Yeah. And I'd have to stagger them throughout, which I don't really care for the aesthetic. I like the cleaner line look better. Mm -hmm. uh, just wanted to get some thoughts on how to make this look good in the end. Um, if you had thoughts on how I could put those spacers in um, to true up that wood and then also to make sure that top plate and bottom plate are, are perfectly fit in this space. Um, if I do have any leveling pieces, uh, I did cut these to length. Um, there's roughly a quarter inch difference between this side and that side. I, I kind of graduated it by a sixteenth of an inch as I was cutting them and put them out in like a schedule. But I'd love your thoughts. Thanks for all your help. Get it on. Well, bottom plate, if in fact I, he has a bottom plate, I, I guess he does. I don't know if he's talking at the bottom of the teak or whatever. We've gone over this. You can drill the tile. Yeah. Um, the tile's going to have the tile, then it's going to have some hardy backer, some sort of cement board, maybe a float. I doubt it. And then some subflooring. That's right. Yeah. And then possibly a joist. Yeah. But I don't think we need to get into the joist. No. And then as far as the ladies go, you've yeah. got to get a bottle of high karate. Oh, my God. Just sprinkle a little high karate on them and just walk through any, any public place, and women will be chasing after him with heels running. Full speed. I saw those commercials Remember? in the seventies. Yeah. The guy was literally running, running. Down, the, down the street. Just a fragrance is all you need. You know, I had that happen to me once. What happened? The situation where the ladies were literally chasing well, me. Well, I the can't street. imagine it wasn't more than one. It was must have been more than once. Come on. Doctor Drew and I were playing some college in the the height of Loveline on MTV. Right. So Loveline was a. Huge hit on college campuses because they all just watched MTV. Sure. And so we would travel around the country. This is in the later 90s, early 2000s. They'd book us at all these colleges. Yeah. They didn't pay us that much, but we would play these like 3,000 seat venues. On the lower end, it would be like 1,500, 2,000. On the right. higher end, it'd be like basketball stadium wow. with like 8,000 people sure. in it. Yeah. And it was just all student union stuff. You know, if you had your student union card, you could get in free. Right. And, and so people just 
showed up by the thousands. Right. And then we'd go to DeKalb, Illinois, and we'd go to Penn and Ivy League. I, we'd go to Vanderbilt. We'd go everywhere. And we were playing some college outside of like, I think outside of Wisconsin or something, in Wisconsin somewhere. And um, we would have to show up to these like little college towns. But of course... It's kind of hard for us to walk around in these little college towns since everybody knew us from MTV and right, whatever. Right. But uh, one day we rolled in, staying at a hotel. I used to check in under the name Jimmy Kimmel because I didn't want to be hassled. No, of course. Nobody knew who no, the fuck that guy was. That and we, uh, Drew said, uh, yeah, the show's at 7 o'clock, it's 4 o'clock. Let's get some exercise. Let's go out for a jog. And I said, all right. So Drew and I went for a jog around the campus, and we passed by a sorority house that had bleachers set up on the lawn. It just so happened they were doing their sorority group picture right. out on the lawn. So it was like 100 chicks, and they're up in the bleachers. Do you bleachers remember which sorority was? I don't, I don't remember. I just remember we kind of came around a corner, yeah. and we're jogging, and you hear one of the chicks going, that's Adam and Dr. Drew from Loveline. And that's it is? It is? And they all pot start leaving the bleachers and we're jogging. So we're just chugging and all these girls are filing out and they're chasing us like a high karate commercial. Oh, God. And I was like, Drew's like, we got to pick up the pace. We're going to get swarmed. And so we're literally now running down a sidewalk with these chicks all dressed in the nines yeah. chasing us, screaming. Like like we're like being hunted. Like we're being in the Osmonds. Oh. in the nineteen seventies. So it actually can happen. But so you were obviously Donnie, but Drew was what the Jimmy, the little kid, the little fat well, kid. Well, no. Who would he have been? Well, Jimmy was younger than Donnie. Yeah. So he had to be older. Oh, okay. So he was Tito Osmond. <laughs> I don't remember. Jimmy, Donnie. I, don't I can't know. remember the other guys. Isn't that sad? Sad. Ah, oh, I know. Yeah, there were good American names, oh, so you sure know that. Were. Yeah, that's right. All right, so I would just glue them. I wouldn't screw any of them. Glue I them have, and clamp them. I have answers. Yeah, yeah. Glue and clamp yeah. for the spacer. Right. Bar clamp. Yeah. They can. You can get big bar clamps. Yeah. Work perfectly. That's it. There's no. There's no stress on it. There's no. no reason to nail it. No. Screw it. Yeah. So that's one way to do it. Yeah. Clamp bar clamp glue. Yeah. That's all you need. That's right. Number one. Uh maybe alien tape that bit. No, no don't no, bring okay. it up again. All right. Come on. But yeah. if you're talking about he said there's not a long enough carriage bolt to go all the way through it if you yeah. wanted to. Uh no, there is not. But there is something called all thread. Yeah, that's right. And that, that gets to be eight eight feet if you want. All it. thread's pretty long yeah. rod. Yeah. And it probably goes you know, probably goes from an eighth to a quarter yeah. to half inch or and beyond. Right. So if you wanted to do the threaded rod kind of all thread vibe, you could, and now this would be like an aesthetic, you could like take like quarter inch all thread. Yeah. Um, you could use that and you could use like a nut on each side to almost adjust You'd have to put it on right. as you went through it, yeah. right? But you could you could nut it all the way through. It would be a look, yeah, and, it'd and be it's, a, a it's way unnecessary, to do it. but, but it would a be lot a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work because who? How are you going to line the holes up with the spacers and 
you know, square it all up. Well, you wouldn't use spacers in this case. Well, then how are you going to get that achieved? Oh, I see. You're using bolts with washers. You'd have to use the nut. Well, the bolt's the the all thread. I got you. You'd have to use the nut as you went through, And use those to hold each And then you could adjust it, you know, one way or the other. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I like the the glue. I like the glue and the bar clamp, too. Also, I don't know how he's going to. I would. I How was, is he going to cut those clean across the bottom if they're three inches high? I don't know. I would say, wouldn't you just want to put your? No, no, you can't do that either. Yeah, I don't know because he's got. I mean, you're not go, going to be able to do it with a seven and a quarter inch blade. No, on a circular saw, you're going to need more of a beam saw, like a. You're going to need to glue saw. the the spacers in on the top, and then cut it and leave them wild leave run them long at one end because it's a quarter inch difference isn't that what he said i think he's just talking about the floor and the ceiling and the post yeah but yeah glue and clamp yeah for the spacers yeah um all thread if you dare yeah i mean there is a rod that'll go all the way through there but it's going to be a lot that's right uh bottom plate to the tile I don't even know that I would drill the tile. I think I'd just glue that, too. I'd just glue it. Yeah. I'd just use some, you know, PL400 or whatever. Right. Con- subfloor construction adhesive. Yeah. Clean it real good. Yeah. Glue it. It's not going anywhere. No, and, you know, when you sell the house and uh, the gay couple can't stand this thing they'll you put pull out up, anyway, they're just going to pop it. And anyway. then when they pop it out and they got to put something else over it, you'll, they'll use alien tape. That's, that's right. No, they're just going to pop it off and use some lacquer thinner and yeah, scrape off the construction adhesive. That's right. So, I would not, I would not uh, screw the bottom. Would not pierce the tile. No. Um, I would not screw or nail the block, the spacer no. blocks. I would no. glue that. Um, I would might run some adhesive where you're going to attach it to the post and the wall and whatever and i would i would make as few holes as possible i would too that thing's basically freestanding it's just it's, it's just a non, look. non-load bearing no it's not going anywhere right. at some point when uh you know the trick uh feels like you shorted her and tries yeah. to stab you someone's that's gonna right. run right through that thing that's gonna exactly it'll blow apart they're going full kool-aid that- <laughs> you go all thread you're in trouble <laughs> yeah that's right all right, uh, let's see. What do you, Gary's here now? What do you got, Gary? Yeah, we're, let's start off with an email question here. Uh, it says, Ace and Stromer, we are updating our kitchen and looking to remove this bifold pantry door and install some sort of American doors, French doors. Mm. Can I do this? I'm somewhat handy. Or have my 88-year-old grandpa help me. He's a former carpenter. Or is a professional needed? I think freedom door is what I labeled the French That's door. That's right. It's a good, good label. Ago. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bifold. I hate bifold. I doors. can't stand them. I have my condo. They make a weird noise. Yep. The doorknob's always in a weird place. It's awkward to open and close. Yeah. It's hard to hide in like Dennis Hopper in those. Yes. So he wants to blow out the bifold. Yeah. And what's on the other side of it? Did he say, Gary? It's usually uh, washer dryer pantry. or something. Pantry. And he wants to put like French a- doors, it sounds like. Yeah. So, so they'll open out and run into the door, the jam on the left, yeah, which will be weird. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, well, let's just say, let's just tell him how to do what he's looking to do. Okay. Stromer. All right. All right. So the bifolders are pretty easy to pop out. Yeah. Uh, There's a got, little disc that 
fits in the slot, and you reach your finger up and pull it down, pull it Spring out of the track. Loaded. Spring yeah. loaded, yeah. Uh, it's got a track on the top. The yeah. top needs to be removed. It yeah. ostensibly probably has a jam on both sides, That's but right. obviously it's not mortised for yeah. any hinges. Uh, these are looking like, I don't know, 22-inch doors, 20-inch doors. 20-inch doors, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say that's right. I'm not sure that you're going to find French doors that are of that dimension. No. Um, you're going to find 36-inch, you know, eight-light, single-light, whatever, French doors. You're going to find 32-inch. You're going to find maybe 28, maybe 24. I I don't know where you're going to find these doors. Um, now you can take like a slab type door and you can cut it and you can even restuff it like a hollow core, but that's always a pain. You can have the them ass. made and they're going to cost double of what a prefab will be. Yeah, may, well, maybe more. But yeah. yes, you you could have these two doors made. But before I tore down the bifolders, yeah. I would throw a tape on it. I would do some math. See what the opening I would is. head into the local Home Depot, yeah. and I would see what they had. You could also go to the head shop and get beads. Oh, beads. Right? That's right. I the would beads. Do that. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Or a I, curtain. I grew up around those of beads. Of course you did. I know you did. That sound running through the beads it was, as Zorback was trying to it, chase you with broccoli. It was a perfect, those beads <laughs> hanging in the doors. It was like a perfect metaphor for my childhood. That's right. Which is, here is this thing. Yeah. It has no practical application. It doesn't right. stop the cold. No. Nope. It doesn't eliminate it the sound. It just sounds. makes that weird rattling It doesn't noise. do anything a door does. No. And it annoys you as you pass through it. Correct. That's what we shall put in our home. <laughs> it's a perfect metaphor right? for my childhood, yeah, Stromer. I understand. All right. So we're saying bifold uh, until... Go to the Home Depot or the Lowe's or the Big Box or whatever it is. Yeah. Go throw tape on all this shit. Yeah. Then go over there and walk the aisle and not find a door that's the right size. Correct. Possibly, possibly you can find something where you can throw it on a contractor saw and take an inch and a quarter off each rail on the right and the left. Yeah. That's usually a shit show. Normally doesn't work because you got to put a doorknob in it, but or a deadbolt. In this case, you don't, so it could work. If it gets too thin, it always looks funky. And you could do that. It's not going to work. And then go find the guy who's sitting in the door in the window section. Right. Have him open the the three leaf bi- three leaf binder until you can't get a door that size. And go find. Ask him how much it would cost right. to have. One of these manufacturers make you two of these doors Correct. and what the lead time was. Now, or there's a, a one more option, and this mm. is an experiment only, but mm. you just say, I'm going to keep the system, but I'm going to get solid core, nicer doors so that it operates with some integrity and a more substantial, beefy, bifold track. It'll feel better when it opens and closes and look better. Mm. I don't know, beefy, bifold. I, he has hardwood. I mean, he has. I wood bet those on are there. those are hollow corridors. No, no, they are. They're not hollow. Those core. are shit. I can feel it Look, in my body. All, all bifold are shit. But yeah. th- that's that's a raised panel door. That's not it. hollow core. I bet if he knocks on it, it'll sound hollow inside those panels. <laughs> I hate those doors. All right, 
possibly paint those doors. Or paint them and, and change the hardware and get rid of the gold. Yes. All right. So do all that we said. Stromer, yeah, there's a lot to do. Hit your spot there. Kids, you know what? Friends and family sale starts this week. All custom blinds, shades, and shutters are 50% off. Their first big sale of the year. That's right. Go to blindsgalore.com today for 50% off before it ends March 7th. That's 3 7%. 100% custom blinds, shades, drapes, or shutters. Blackout, cordless, motorized. Smart home compatible. They have it all. That's right. They You just have to take measurements and customize online. See exactly how your blind or shade will look on screen before you buy. Everything is hand-built from scratch and created to your exact measurements. Family-owned and run company. Been doing this for how many years? 25. Get the perfect fit and the perfect look guaranteed. Gary? Get over to BlindsGalore.com to order your free samples and take 50% off everything during their huge friends and family sale. That's BlindsGalore.com and let them know that Adam sent you. Hurry, sale ends March 7th. BlindsGalore.com. Mention Ace on the House. All right, vid questions, emails. What do you got, Gary? Well, we got a lot, but we're going to go to an email next. And this one comes to us from Ian. He reports Ace and Stromer. Uh, Hi, guy. My wooden front door was off kilter left to right, rubbing up and down, or rubbing up top, so I removed the hinge pins and adjusted. Now it's decently lined up top to bottom, but I have a new problem. The top on the strike side is skewed in about a quarter inch. I can push on it to get it flush but it no, as it no longer sticks, but it pops back out and leaves a gap in the seal. The bottom is flush with the jam as it should be. How can I get the top corner pushed in? Thanks. I'll take your answer off the air. Wolf Wolf, Ian in South Carolina. He wants to get the door pulled over toward the hinge side. Is that what he's saying? At the top? I think he's saying at the top, the door sort of sticks out. Oh, sticks out. It's flush on the bottom with oh, the okay. jam. Oh, so the no. hinge is in the wrong position, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Is that the hinge at the very top? I think so. What the F? Oh, no, that doesn't no, look like no, a hinge no, to no, me. That's no, just no it's door. got a wedge. I don't know why there's a wedge in there. All right. Well, let's just cover some bases here. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to pull a door in, you can make the uh, mortise deeper. Not deeper, but further this way or that way. Right. Pull it in. Yeah. You can pop the hinge out, get a real sharp chisel. Yeah. Um, the way to... Do a like a mortise if you're like you're going to hand do it and not not do it with the router trimmer or straight bit or whatever that is. Right. The way to do it is if you want to make it a little bit deeper, draw that you know put that straight edge on there and take a utility knife with a brand new razor blade on it and yeah. really score that edge. You know, if you wanted to pull it in a quarter inch, you had to go over a quarter inch, yeah. down three and a half, and then you know or. Work that shit with a utility knife, with a razor. Do not draw a line and get a chisel and, and also, start whacking on it. People always orient the chisel wrong. Yes. Make sure that you put the flat side on the edge that you want square and straight, and then the beefy side goes inside, obviously. Good point. Yeah. So get a very sharp chisel. Yeah. Get a very sharp utility blade. That's right. Score it first. Yeah. Then get your sharp chisel and work around the perimeter and just start working it. If, it. if you if you got to go more, I've definitely taken a router trimmer 
with like a half inch straight bit, no collar, mm-hmm. set it for an, you know, an eighth deep and, and, and sort of freehanded it yeah, after I scored it, yeah. just coming up close to the edge. Yeah. And you just sort of freehand it around it and then get your utility knife or sharp chisel and just sort of clean it up. Yeah, yeah. That's That'll right. work. Yeah. That'll work on the door side, although you're not going to have as much room on the door side. Right. But it will work better on the jam side. Right. And I, it's, it also could be a scenario where if the door is warped and it's just popping out on the top and you don't want to mess with any of the mortises or, or hinges or anything, you could get a door catch. Mm-hmm. Or a latch of some sort to suck that door in when you push it in, right? I think it's popped up on the hinge side, Gary's saying. All right, there's that part. Yeah. Now, also, remember, people, there's something called door stop. And if you pull the hinge in too much, it's going to bind That's right. on the it's door on the stop. strike side. It's on the strike side. Yeah. All right, so forget what I just said about yeah. uh, mortising hinges. Um, then on the strike side, I mean... I will say this about everything, doors, strikes, everything. Before you get your Dremel out and start buzzing away with your tungsten bit at the at the metal to, to yoke out something so the strike catches, try to get it to a line yeah. first. Right. You know what I mean? Like right, people right. kind of go, the catch isn't grabbing the strike. All right, well, let's start yoking out that hole. That's like, yeah, but the reason it's not catching is because it's not aligned. Right. Not because the hole's not big enough. Right, right. So make every effort to align it. Yeah. First. Before you start hacking. Before you start hacking away right, at it. Right, right, right. Yes. Good call. Um, so, and, you know, I don't know as far as pulling in the top. There's also the other thing to do is. If you would like to take a door and you would like to kind of move it around inside of the jam, and let's just say it's 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 hanging a little low and not catching the strike, and you don't want to yoke out the strike, and you don't want to remortise the strike because that's going to leave a gap and right. blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, you can take cardboard shims, put them underneath the hinge, the lower hinge, let's say, uh, uh, under the mortise, you know, bring it out, then put them, space it out a little and shim it this way or that way. You right. can suck up the top, put a yeah. little bigger screw yeah, in the yeah. top, put the shim in the bottom and move that door around. There's ways we used to even bend hinges, like take the top hinge, put a crescent wrench on it and literally bend it out to pull it over oh to, yeah yeah there's there's stuff there's you, stuff to do there's yeah. stuff you can you can do but right. the, the the overall gestalt is get everything aligned before you start sawing away at stuff that's right people do that the door version of it it's like oh it's rubbing at the top well take the block plane and trim the door it's yeah, like yeah. no pull the door right. back it right. used to work yeah. Something happened. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's America. That's it's, America. Right? It's changed, hasn't it? Oh, it used my to work. goodness. It used to work. And now look at us. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, Gary, uh, what else we got? Let's do another email here. And uh, this one comes to us from Chris in Maryland. It says, Ace and Stromer, get it on. I've got this handrail on my first to second floor stairwell that's wiggled loose from the wall. What can I do? Chris. 
Oh, that reminds me of, you know, when they would climb up the stairs and then at the last stair, the lady would be on the edge in the old movies and the handrail would pull away or yeah. someone would push her and she'd be waving her arms. That's just death. A lot of happen. people died back in the day from falling downstairs. <laughs> I know. And now, I can't quite tell from this picture, Gary, but do you think we could get at this from the backside or is that just a wall? Like, it's, there's a big shadow going it's across really it. It's really zoomed in, so it's very hard to tell, but I'm going to guess... I'm going to guess no. All right. All right. So here's the long and the short of this one. It looks uh, like the bracket. If there's a stud or something you can get into, this thing was just toenailed into a two by four, like like as if this was going to last. Right. Right. Uh, there looks like there's a dowel or something. I, I don't know. What is that, Gary? Can you see what? Or is that just an optical thing? All right. So someone just, someone just keeps... Did they fire it from thing. the back of the wall? Uh, no. no. The I, I think they, they toenailed it from, from the, the railing? Yeah. Oh, boy. It was, what is that piece at the top there? Was there, like, something they were trying to secure it with above all the nails that's on the wall it's still? It's like glue and, and painter's caulk and some paint is what it looks like. All right. Oh, God. All right. Here's what I would do. Stromer? Yeah. God, that's bad. It's bad. I would... I would open the wall and block it. Well, start over. Let's presume there's a stud there. All right. I would try to get rid of the existing nails. Now, I don't know. I mean, there's a version where you cut them off. I'm trying to think of how to sort of out them. I feel like you'd want to drill through the railing and and bolt it and then fill backfill it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I don't know I do how know. else you could do it. No, I, I'm getting there. Yeah, okay. I'm right. saying the first thing I would do is grab each finish nail yeah. with a pair of Dyke. channel locks. Yeah, okay. Vice grips yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Maybe in the needle nose kind. Yeah. And I would try to work it out so I could right. get just the head out of the railing. Right. And then I would grab it with the same channel locks and try to back out. I try right. to pull out each each finish nail right. that's in there. I would try to eliminate all that. Then provided there was a stud in that wall, I would push the thing where I wanted it to be. I would I would drill a half inch hole for an oak cap yeah about two inches down the the rail yeah and you're coming at a wacky angle into uh, the wall. That, that one just goes straight down yeah onto the thing okay get a get a cap get a uh a plug oh and get then an you're gonna bisect plug. it are you i would do i would do a half inch yeah with the right paddle bit or whatever right. i had to do right depth leave it a little bit proud for a cap yeah. For filler cap. Yeah. Half inch. Yeah. Then I would take a three sixteenths bit and I would hold the thing in place and go at the angle that okay. I that I wanted. Yeah. For the for the thing. So you're going through the same hole but at a different angle. Well yeah, same hole. Yeah. Now I'm angling gotcha. it. Gotcha. Yeah. And I would angle it, I would get into the stud. Gotcha. Then I would take a quarter inch like timber screw or, or lag bolt or yeah. something like that 
and I would l- sink it. You know, we're talking about a four-inch screw here or something, yeah. something, something like that, maybe even a little four-and-a-half or something right. like that. And I would angle it in, yeah. and I would suck it up, yeah. and I would – don't do a lag bolt. It's going to have too big a head on yeah. it. Uh, I would suck that timber screw down into, into it. You're probably going to have to make your cap hole a little bit deeper. Then I would white glue it and put the cap on. Yeah, and then sand it and Call stain. It. And what? And one screws enough? You think to keep keep from pulling out? I don't think there's cut, room. For what it. if I we, think two screws going to? Can crack. we come back the other way from the inside of the wall into the railing? I'd rather have the meat in the head of the screw pulling yeah. it in toward the wall yeah, stud. Yeah, yeah, that's provided there is a wall stud. If, if there no, isn't, yeah, you're fucked. You got to frame you, it. You got to burn the house down. I, I would mean, burn it down. If there's nothing to screw to, but it's the end yeah. of a wall, there should be a stud there. Yeah. Right? Or brackets and replace the railing. Yeah. Well, where are we putting the brackets, though? Like, well, we got to then reframe it and don't make sure there's a stud. I want the house burned down. Sorry. I I think my. Yeah, big ass timber screw. I like your timber screw. Make sure your tip goes into the hole, can fit in the hole, your with tip? The, along with the head. You know what I mean? Like, make sure that head's not too. Whatever hole you're drilling to put your cabin, make sure that your your timber screw head oh, is going to get yeah, through the hole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, because those are bigger heads usually. Yeah, and you might want to go. I think those caps are angled a little at the edge. So right. I think they stop themselves yeah. from going all the way down. Right, and, that's right. And they make themselves a little bit proud. Yeah. So you could make that hole a little bit deeper so you have a little room for the head yeah. underneath the cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I like it. Beats the hell out of what it is now. I, I don't think I'd any, even involve any glue. This gentleman has no. further problems. Oh, what? No. oh, God. What? Ace and Stromer get it on. I had a litter of puppies and they chewed up my windowsill. What oh, can I do boy. to repair it? Thanks, Chris in Maryland. Quit putting meat juice on your windowsills. What the hell is he doing? What is that? What kind of wood is that? It looks like composite, doesn't it? Um, crappy. Look, it's paint grade. That's good news. Yeah. Your puppies have lead poisoning. That's right. That's They'll die, die in three months. Um, there's two fixes. There's kind of form it and rebuild it. Build it back up with like putty, like a two-part putty, and then like try to reshape it and stuff. Yeah. I've done stuff with... Uh, Bondo. What's it called? Pour stone back in the day. Remember pour stone? Yeah. yeah, I do remember pour stone. You can do stuff with pour stone. But but it's not going to stick to the wood as effectively as just notching out that and put gluing in a piece of square wood. You well, know what I mean? Don't I, you think? I, I, I have a thought. Let all me right, hit my right. spot, right. and then I, I have something that I think is going to impress okay. Stromer. All right. All right. O'Reilly Auto Parts. They got their O rewards going down. And uh, I love myself some O'Reilly. Always been about O'Reilly. Always use them. Used to hit the one up at uh, Foothill back in the day when I was in La Crescenta. Beautiful. Worked on my own stuff. Still do. And uh, good news. O Rewards. Bonus points. That's the month we're in with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah! Shop in store or online. You get points and rewards sent straight to your phone or your inbox. You get two, three, or even four bonus times bonus points on select purchases. And uh, you'll get to your next reward e- even faster that way. Receive uh, five bucks reward uh, with uh, every 150 O Rewards points. And uh, if you already have O Rewards, you're already a member and not receiving your rewards, well, you need to uh, 
add your email or maybe your um, mobile phone number, and then they will give you another $10 reward for updating your existing account. So you sign up. It's quick and easy at O'ReillyAuto.com, or you can do it in store. Ready to sing the song? Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, you won up an octave. I try to impress you. All right. Uh, when you have to fix wood that's been chewed or destroyed or whatever by by Cujo, you ahead. can you can cut it and replace it. Yeah. It's not going to work. It's going to be a, a shit show. This is paint grade. Um, or now you can get some wood putty. I don't mean wood putty. I mean like two part. You know they they now make epoxy based stuff for restorations of old homes yeah. in in you know in New Orleans and stuff like that that's right. been rotted and stuff and you can reshape it and repaint it. Yes. I, I've done it. Yeah. Uh, I think the key with this is is I would make a mini doweling system. Okay. I would probably take some medium sized finish nails like cuphead finish nails. Yeah. And I would slowly tap, tap them into place. Sort of yeah, take like a two-inch nail and bury an inch of it yeah. in there. And do like three on each thing or four on each thing. Maybe even do a small pilot hole so you got yeah. good good and straight, a little bit. And I would create, you know, a pinhead effect. Because right. we're talking about a corner. Almost like rebar coming It's like three inches. Yeah. And then I would form it. And do the epoxy form on it, and then you can shape it later, but you would essentially dowel it to the existing okay. uh, windowsill. All right. What do you think? I like it. And you but can sand it, shape it, and paint I, it. I could also see you just taking a, a you know, a multi-tool and cutting it square notch, and then cutting a piece of one-by and gluing it into position, sand it, yeah. paint it, prime it, done. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That would work. Yeah. That would work. I mean, the multi-tool, it's tough when you have to kind of freehand those cuts and, yeah. you know, it's not going to be perfect and definitely be a little Bondo involved yeah, it with was. this, this yeah. project. Yeah. But that, that'll that work. Or just put a piece of Alpo, like a hunk of Alpo on there every night and let the dog <laughs> go after it. Nobody eats. <laughs> no dog eats Alpo anymore. <laughs> you could replace the whole thing too, but that's a lot Wait, is Alpo gone? Uh, I think it went with Ed McMahon. Oh, I think God, those you remember those days. live Alpo spots? Yeah, of course I do. I I don't I don't shop for dog food, no. even though I have a dog. Yeah, Alpo's still a thing. Oh, it is a thing. It's been rebranded by uh, Purina. Oh. What's it called now? Purina Alpo. See? Oh, yeah. okay. So it's still a still a thing. Wasn't what's his name the sponsor of or one of the talking heads for it? The guy that was on Bonanza, the older gentleman, Lauren Green. Lauren Green wasn't he an Alpo guy? I think I think he was. I think Lauren, not Lauren. Lorne. 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 Bad name. Lorne Green was an Alpo guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and Ed McMahon, I think, did him live, too, on, on Carson. Well, here's Lorne. Yeah. Gary found. Oh, 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 yeah. I love this old dog. He's 15. That's 105 for you and me. He's an Alpo dog. Alpo's helped keep him healthy and happy for 15 years. Like Alpo Beef Chunks Dinner. Meat byproducts, beef, and balanced nutrition. That's all a dog ever needs to eat. Meat byproducts. Maybe Colonel's been around so long because uh, Alpo's been around so long. What do you say, Colonel? 
God, has he got a delivery. Did you hear that? Mm. How he goes down in the end. Where's it at? Ben Ronsolo. Like, you, come on. He also has to think this is the twilight of his career. I mean, here he is running the Ponderosa Ranch on top of the world. A hit single. Hit single, and now he's trying to memorize the dialogue. What is the goddamn line? He kept saying. <laughs> meet guy. Pri- uh, Lauren, you're saying meet guy. You're not meeting a guy. It's meet by. I don't know what the fuck meet by. What is a meet by? Pri- it yeah. doesn't matter, yeah. Lauren. I need Lauren's, to call me. Lauren's like, what the fuck's the name of this dog again? <laughs> he's your dog, <laughs> Lauren. He's not my dog. Some gay guy brought him on set. Right. Let me tell you a story about when I was doing bananas. Okay? Oh, <laughs> man. Dan Blocker. What a puss. Oh, don't let the size fool you, Hoss. Couldn't get that pussy out of his trailer. No, that's right. Oh, here's, here's, here's Ed McMahon. Here's Ed. Now, that master of wisdom who's wiser than his master, Alpone the Magnificent. Alpone will divine the answer to the hidden question. Spot check. Spot check. How does Spot pay his bills? Amazing. And Alpone knows what's in Alpo beef sunk dinner, too. Real beef and complete nutrition for a dog's whole life. So remember Alpone's right. wisdom. They're doing Alpo a send up of a, a bit. love to eat. A thousand <clears throat> blessings on your house and puppy. I wouldn't know. We never had a dog. Uh, All part of my horrible childhood. But if you did, the do, beef, you know, huh? do you know Lorne's song? No. Wait. Is it Where is Love? Where is Love? Or was that, Le- was you're that Leonard allowed, Nimoy? You're not allowed to make up songs. No, that's when a you real song. I think song. Leonard Nimoy did Where is Love. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. Lauren had a number one hit. Which was? Maybe a top 10 hit. Yeah. I don't even know if it was number one. But he had a hit. Okay. It's a moving song. Well, what is it? Ringo. Oh. He sung about a guy in another band. No. But it was not Ringo Starr. Who was it? Ringo the Gunslinger. No! You never heard this one? Number Uh, one. Number one, 1950. 64. 64. Was it before the elbow spot? Yes. Okay. You ready to be moved to tears? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. There's going to be tears. Okay, I'll try. You listen to the (laughs) arc of this song. Okay. It it will take a grown man. It'll break him down. It'll take him down. It'll take him down. All right, I'm ready. If you think you're ready for it, you can do it. All right, let's go. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're going to know the song, I think, Stromer. Yeah. You should. In the boot hills all through the West, oh, yeah. the outlaws, the gunslingers, the Billy the Kids and worse, say a fellow like the coward that shot Bill Hickok in the back. There's always one like that in every time of history. Most of them were varmints, but every once in a while in one of them, there may have lived a man. He lay face down on the desert sand, clutching a six-gun in his hand. Shot from behind, I thought he was dead, for under his heart was an ounce of lead. But a spark still burned, so I used my knife, and late that night, I saved the life of Ringo. Ringo! I nursed him till the danger passed. The days went by, he mended fast. And then from dawn till setting sun, he practiced with that deadly gun. And hour on hour, I watched in awe. No human being could match the draw of Ringo. 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 Oh, key change. Oh, yeah. Jesus. 
One day we rode the mountain crest, and I went east, and he went west. I took to law and wore a star, while he spread terror near and far. With lead and blood he gained such fame all through the west. They feared the name of Ringo. Ringo. I knew someday I'd face the test, which one of us would be the best. And sure enough, the word came down that he was holed up in the town. I left the posse out in the street, and I went in alone to meet Ringo. Ringo. They said my speed was next to none, but my lightning draw had just begun when I heard a blast that stung my wrist. The gun went flying from my fist, and I was looking down the bore of the deadly 44 of Ringo. He, he nursed him back to health he sure did. years ago. Yeah. Would Ringo remember? No, they say course. that was the only time that anyone had seen him smile. He slowly lowered his gun, and then he said to me, We're even, friend. And so at last I understood that there was still a spark of good in Ringo. 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 Oh! <laughs> wow! I blocked the path of his retreat. Yeah. He turned and stepped. Into the street, a dozen guns spit fire and lead. A moment later, he lay dead. No! The town began to shout and cheer. Nowhere was there shed a tear for oh. Ringo. Oh, yeah. You know, it keeps going. No! There's more. What? Epilogue. The story spread throughout the land that I had beaten Ringo's hand. And it was just the years, they say, that made me put my guns away. But on his grave, they can't explain the tarnished star above the name of Ringo. Latest badge down. You're right. Powerful. I'm moved. Number one. I don't blame him. The year I was born. The people it's needed kismet. to know. Yes. They needed to know about Ringo. 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 <laughs> All right, one more, Gary. If you have one more. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's see here. This one doesn't have any photos or videos, but it's an interesting question. It comes from Brian Anderson, and he says, I would love to hear you all debate the greatest tool innovation since you've been in the biz, and he has four to offer up. The impact drive. Uh, yeah, impact driver. Impact yeah. driver, oscillating multi-tool, sliding compound miter saw, or cordless nailers, either pass load or battery powered. I, I, I got to go with multi-tool because nothing can nothing could ever get to those angles and undercutting in such an easy way until, until the multi-tool. I think he left the random sander, the random oscillating sander. Not, not an oscillating spindle sander, sorry, yeah. just a yeah. random orbital sander. Yeah. That to me. Really? But well, you can do that by hand. It's, it, impact drivers good yeah that's that's a biggie yeah because sinking screws with a cordless drill is fine but the impact driver is a game changer right uh compound miter saw that's sliding compound miter just the weight alone like the first gen of those were made by makita and they were iron yeah that's right you couldn't get that thing from the back of the truck up to the job site right like the weight i mean that's pretty good yeah impact's pretty good Multi-tool is is good, but you don't use it that much. I mean, you're out there doing a deck. You're all over that compound miter saw yeah. all day. You may you may go years between busting out the multi 
tool. You know, if you're building right, you don't have to use yeah. it that much yeah, 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 at, yeah. at all. Yeah. The uh, pass load and or battery operated framers or finish, I haven't used them that much. It's just convenient because there's no cord. I got some early gens of those that didn't really work that yeah, well. That's right. Uh, I'm kind of old school with the compressor, but I get that. Right. But we could do it with a compressor and a hose. Even back when I used to do it, it wasn't, or a hammer. Wasn't, wasn't an issue. Yeah. The impact driver used the shit out of, too. Mm-hmm. I would say using my argument of the multi-tool is not donned that often. You don't mm-hmm. pull it out like uh, the sheriff did against Ringo. Yeah. Um, and, and the sliding compound miter, you will use, but... Uh, it's between that and the impact driver to me. To you? Okay. For me, it's the multi-tool because, I mean, there's no other way to get low cuts. Like if you have to get molding to die over tile or something like yeah. that or mm-hmm. cut out anything for demo that you can't reach mm-hmm. traditionally that has to be surgically done with mm-hmm. great precision. To me, that's the one. All right. Uh, this Thursday, March 9th, I'm going to be in Vegas at Jimmy Kimmel's Club doing my comedy. And then March 24th, 25th, I'll be in Naples, Florida. This is what I'm talking about. I'm going to be on the road a lot, doing tons of projects. So we'll take a little sabbatical here. Uh, but don't worry. I think there's a. I, th- I think we shall be reunited uh, at some point soon. Fantastical. Stromer. Would you Look like to say to goodbye it. to your audience? Goodbye, friends. Goodbye. Sorry to pull the Ringo song on you <laughs> at the end. Yeah, the, Ring, the, uh, the Ringo song took me down. I want to thank Amy and Gary for doing a great job on this uh, program the entire time. We'll keep you posted. Until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Eric Stromer saying mahalo. Subscribe Thanks. on iTunes Thanks, or visit boys. aceontheroof.com. This is Corolla Digital. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couples retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in, watch free.